Today on The Swear Wolves, we kick off the month of December by discussing what you think would be a Christmas movie, but it's not. Antlers. back to the swear wolves i'm brett i'm david david yes brett how are you pal i'm good man you really put the emphasis on the second syllable in my name david 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 <laughs> how are you uh you doing well you had a good thanksgiving you had a good turkey I day did. i mean when this re- is released it's gonna be in december it's gonna be closer to fucking yeah Christmas the first thanksgiving than- was just a few days ago yeah just a few days ago so uh you had a good one it was really nice lots of leftovers uh, a little bit. We, uh, when I say we, I mean I uh, ate most yeah. of the leftovers like within a day. I, just anytime I walk <laughs> past the kitchen, I just go in and I'll, I'll start start noshing. You guys do a um, like a lunch Thanksgiving, like like my family. Yeah, does yeah, as we're well. lunch people. Are you a that night leftover type of person? Also, it's like eh, yep. seven o'clock. I'm gonna make myself a turkey sandwich. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, all the restaurants are closed. Uh, I guess I'll just uh, <laughs> raid the re- the refrigerator. That's good. I'm glad you guys had a good Thanksgiving. We had a good one as well. Very low key. Uh, I think I mentioned that we don't, you know, we don't have any relatives up here. So yeah, it's just your own thing. me, my wife and my daughter. And we ate, watched football, took a nap. It was a great day. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. <laughs> it, was, it was like one of the best days in <laughs> recent history, especially because I've been really busy at work. Yeah, same. And so like I was working till 10 11 o'clock at night this is this is the drawback from working from home it's like you're always at your office right so you can they don't care they're like oh you're <laughs> you can work from home and it's like oh yeah i guess i can yeah i had some pretty um, long days as well anyway it was nice to have a couple days off got to watch a couple of movies got to watch the ending of a that's right of an era david an era has ended you and i were were messaging each other as we were watching the series finale series finale of the walking dead it's crazy i'm actually caveat to that it's not mm. fuck that it's not the fucking finale yeah, because it's not, it's not done. five goddamn <laughs> spinoff shows that's happening <laughs> yeah it'll never go away like my wife uh, when it was over she was like oh thank god because she she doesn't like it and she just puts up with it with me watching it every sunday and she's like oh so are you gonna start watching the spinoff shows and i was like yeah probably <laughs> of course of course what else am i gonna do on sunday night <laughs> yeah there's nothing else nothing else, there's like nothing possibly else do. to possibly do uh the walking dead uh proper has ended and uh they are gonna make spinoff shows uh one with daryl mm-hmm. one with uh rick and spoiler alert rick and michonne of course i think everybody already knew that he was still alive right we, yeah. are, we already oh, knew yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Negan and Maggie one. And then Negan and Maggie 
have their own spinoff show. And is, is Carol getting her own show? No, because she was going to be in the Daryl one, but then I guess she pulled out or she's not interested in doing it anymore. Which leads me to this. If I was fortunate enough to be in a show like The Walking Dead, I would be like, I am going to be this character forever yeah. because you're going to pay me. Especially if I was an actor that wasn't doing a whole lot of other stuff. Be like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why Rick left the show? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a proper actor. I am. I'm going to do me some shows. I'm tired of playing Rick. And then he goes, wasn't and, his oh, thing. I haven't done shit. I think his thing was more about family because he lives in England. And I think that constantly traveling to the ah, States piss to film. off. <laughs> Fuck off. Piss off, you blimey cunt. You're a right cunt, you is. I say. <laughs> Isn't it? Okay, maybe I forgive him for that, but I would be like fucking Daryl. That yeah. guy, Norman Reedus, he's like, fuck, I'm Daryl. I'll be Daryl forever. Yeah, pay me. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> I was Just fortunate enough not to get killed off in this show. <laughs> yeah, keep paying me, please. Yep. <laughs> fucking poor Glenn. Well, I guess not poor Glenn. He was nominated for an Oscar. I, I, say I he's guess done, he's all right. He's done he's some doing, more stuff. He seems to have landed just fine. I'm glad there's a couple characters who are not getting spinoffs. And one of those is Eugene. I fucking hate that character. I, <laughs> I, I hate him with such a, a fucking passion. Anytime he spoke in that show, I was like, oh, for just like, is it just the way he it's talks? Like, like, I calculate blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like, when he's like, hey, I got to go take a piss. He's like, I do believe that I have to unzip my drawers and whip my trouser snake out to uh, <laughs> uh, alleviate all this pressure that is pressing in on my bladder at this time of my life it's like oh you gotta go take yeah, a leak shut yeah, the fuck shut up shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> i fucking hate him i'm gonna kill them avoid my the bowels yeah yeah you gotta all take right, a shit we get it so um <laughs> anyway we were texting during it and david uh you were quite emotional dude i i don't know if i've ever talked about this on the podcast like i think i've told you before mm-hmm. but for whatever reason from childhood until i was like early 20s nothing ever phased me emotionally like i could watch the saddest shit ever and just be like all right well yeah go about my life but like something (laughs) happened like and then all of a sudden like overnight i've turned into the biggest softy so like i cry in commercials movies tv shows all the time and i think i was counting Mm -hmm. and if i remember correctly i think i cried 10 times during the finale and you were made of steel yeah i was 10 and cried zero times (laughs) <laughs> you know which is odd too because i am very uh emotional yeah. um were you just like i cried at kill eugene no and here's the thing about it i was yes i was very like okay i'm ready for this to be over yeah yeah number one number two anybody that died i really didn't give two shits about yeah if i was to be critical of anything other than one particular main character death and i i thought yeah Sounds awful saying, I wish they had killed off more prominent characters, but they played it kind of safe on that front. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And I I get why they didn't do that. Probably because they're like, hmm, money. If we ever want to come back to this fucking well, Mm -hmm. we got to have some characters that people already like and already know. Exactly. Or if like in any of the spinoffs, like maybe we bring back this person who's, you know, not officially a part of the show, but maybe they have a cameo or they, we just bring them on. I'm sure Carol will. Carol will come She'll back show eventually. Up at some point, I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. She's going to be like, I need to buy a new house. <laughs> yeah. uh, how many? Can I just do a fucking six, six episode run? Now, these spinoffs are only like eight episodes, right? They're not oh, like full on. I don't really know anything about the series, series right? that they're doing. 
My understanding is that it's like an eight episode story arc. Well, that's kind of cool. And then it's done. That sounds nice. That's my understanding. Wrap it up. I could be way wrong. It could be extremely successful and they could all just be like, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. They could kill them all off for all we know. They should do a spinoff of just like pick a particular zombie and let's just follow that fucker around. <laughs> it's just like eight episodes episode. of that. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, he just oh, walks. Fuck. He doesn't actually kill anyone. <laughs> well, he is the walking dead. Yeah, he right? just walks for, you know, several miles and then the show just sort of ends. By the way, that was also that was also cheesy. In the last episode, didn't someone say like, oh, we are the walking dead. Daryl yeah, said that. Yeah, they've done that a something. couple times uh, in the show. And it's then like, look at the camera. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that was that. That's horror related. Uh, I have started watching uh, Interview with a Vampire on AMC. Are you enjoying it? I am. Mm. Immensely. Like, I didn't think I would. Yeah. And into it. the show is really fucking good. So, I would recommend that. And it's... Um, I, I'm actually way behind. Uh, I think it's been on for a few weeks at this point. Uh, probably months at this point. But I kind of like being behind because I can watch it on my time. Yeah, as you're slowing, slowly catching up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's not one of those that I feel like I have to binge either. Like we watched an episode and we're like, that's fucking good. All right. Well, let's go about our lives and do stuff and then we'll come back to it. So yeah, it's not consuming you. Um, that's good. No, but the acting is really good. Hmm. And I, I don't dislike interview with a vampire, the movie, but um, I think these characters, the people they have playing uh, Louis and Lestat are uh, just that much better. Oh, nice. The way they're doing it is um, it's almost like it's a sequel to the novel. Okay. But it's not because what happens is, is uh, so, you know, in the movie, the Christian Slater character, right? The guy right. who's yeah, doing the interviewing. interviewing. I, I've never read the book, but it's, it's more of a sequel to the novel, but let's just pre- pretend it's Christian Slater. It's years after. Mm-hmm. And he has already released the book uh, where it's his interview and all that kind of stuff. And he did live. Uh, oh, after good. he got attacked <laughs> yeah in the book in the book he gets attacked by louis um i guess louis goes batshit crazy and, and that's right in the no movie it's lestat right in, in the back in the of the movie, car it's lestat yeah yep um but he does survive and he doesn't turn into a vampire or anything he just he survives uh but he um louis gets in contact with him again and louis like i need you to interview me again because Basically, what comes out is like when he first interviewed him, he was just a punk ass kid. You know, oh, okay. And now some time writer. has passed. Yeah. Now he's older. He's got terminal cancer. And he, Louis, like, you are on the verge of death, but you need to tell the story the real way instead of how you told it. And we both were too young, quote unquote, <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And now we've, we've grown a lot has changed in the world and you're ready to hear what actually, actually happened. So it's like re-interview with a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. But it, it was cool kind of how they did that then, right? So they're able to tell the story again. Yeah. And it's not but like from a, a slightly different angle. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Anne Rice, before she passed away, was all about it. Oh, awesome. Like That's good. Have the seal of, seal of approval. Yeah, and her kids are, um, they gave the stamp as well. That's really cool. Enough about that shit, though, David. <laughs> Got it's Christmas fish time. to fry. It is. Christmas time is here. Christmas time is here. A time for joy, a time for cheer, time for laughter, time for fear. Ooh. 
don't know what all that was, but anyway, one of our listeners had suggested a couple of movies for us. We had, we had, we had asked for movies to, to watch. And one of our listeners had suggested the following movie, which is not a Christmas movie at all. It is not, not in the least, (laughs) but the title kind of is like a little Christmassy, right? Um, the movie is antlers. Now, over the years, I had seen this, well, I guess not over the years, over the year, I had seen this movie come up on the streaming services. I remember seeing the previews for it like a year or two ago or whenever it came out. And I was like, that looks really interesting. And it was one that I had been wanting to see. So when he suggested it, I was like, yeah, we'll do that one. Yeah. So uh, Antlers came out in 2021. Uh, the specific release date was October 29th, 2021. David, that was only a year ago. I'm 13 gonna, months ago i know where does the time go what was the number what was the number one movie at the box office a year and a month ago it was not antlers uh i'm i'm positive of that oh also shout out to uh eric is the name of our listener who suggested yes. uh, this movie so uh, i'm gonna go with That's um correct. the movie nobody with bob odenkirk did you see that oh i did see that movie that movie was fucking awesome it was awesome not the number yeah. one movie though not at all. <laughs> I did tell you, though, that I uh, saw Bob Odenkirk on a flight to yes. uh, Burbank. That's awesome. I think I mentioned that on this. I did not say I sat in the same row as him uh, just across the uh, uh, aisle. And you were shooting uh, eye lasers at him like, look at me, row. look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah. He had Make his headphones on me. and his head down Come on my podcast. <laughs> but we were in the we were in the exit row. Uh-huh. Uh, so we had to get talked to by the flight attendant. So uh, he pulled his headphones off and he's all, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Like, will you help? And he's like, absolutely not. Move me. <laughs> he's like, this fucker across the aisle keeps uh, staring keeps at me. fucking looking at me. Uh, Move me to first class, you bastards. Funny thing about that is, is he and I made eye contact and I think he realized that I knew who he was, but I didn't say anything. So I think he was like, okay, this guy's cool. He's not going to fucking accost me or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wearing a Los Pollos Hermanos oh, yeah. shirt on, yeah, under my hoodie that. and I didn't realize that until way after the fact. And I was like, damn it. You should have like made eye contact and then slowly unzipped it <laughs> seductively <laughs> spread it open. and then, yeah, show him. Just spread it open. Um, <laughs> But I was a fan of Bob Odenkirk since uh, Mr. Show, uh, the show he did, the uh, uh, sketch comedy show he did with David Cross. Yeah, that show is hilarious. Big fan as well. Awesome. And I was fortunate enough to meet David Cross before, so I was like, oh, it would have been cool had I met Bob Odenkirk, but I didn't really meet him. But when I came out, oh, I was waiting for my wife in the restroom, and I came out of the restroom, you know, and we're going to get our Uber. He was right there again, like 15 feet in front of me, and I was like... I thought you were going to say you pooped in the stall next to him, and you're like... Oh, that's him. No, I know no, those I feet anywhere. For Brimley, it. <laughs> um, but I, it's it's the it's that situation where it's like, do I say something? Yeah, and just be like, hey, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan, or do I just go? You know what? It's eleven o'clock at night. He just wants to get home to his family. He's flying from fucking uh, New Mexico because he's filming uh, Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Yeah, I think that's the right play. He probably and just wanted to go home. He just wants to go home to his family, and this was probably right around the time that his house was broken into, which led to that movie. Nobody, by the way. Oh, really? It's all a series of events. Yeah. I heard him interviewed on Howard Stern about it, Uh, but his house got broken into some shit happened. And, uh, uh, the, the story of nobody kind of came from that. Hmm. Um, but, uh, regardless, I, that's the right, that's the right way though. Like, I think that's the way, like, don't, don't talk to them or bother them. Like if they're out, just that's when you, if you make eye contact, you just give the, the head nod like, Hey, yeah. I've I met know, enough famous people. I know people. who you are. I've, yeah. 
I've been next to enough people that are celebrities to know the right move. Yeah. And the right move is to just kind of ignore them, understand that they're famous, give them their space, but also treat them like regular people. I saw a professional football player in the airport one time. He was on my flight, two seats in front of me, and he plays for my favorite professional football team, the Green Bay Packers. And uh, one of the best offensive linemen ever, uh, David Bakhtiari. And uh, he was sitting with his fiance and I saw him in the airport before we got on the plane and I looked at him and he looked at me and I was like, I know who, I know who you are. And I just kind of looked away and that was the right move to do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, like, let them be, <sighs> let them be. Nobody was not the number one. <laughs> so what was, so what was his number one movie? <laughs> the number one movie was Dune. Oh, okay. Yeah. The movie was really Made, good. Uh, I liked that. I never, never seen it. Never seen yeah, that. I never it. seen the original Dune. I've never seen the original either, but I did see the the new one and I liked it a lot. Well, you were the reason why it was the number one film. Oh, I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> what was the number one? So, well, yeah, I mean, didn't it come out to streaming like the same weekend it went to theaters? I don't know how it was the number one. I can't remember, but I streamed it like it had been out for quite a while by the time I saw it. Uh, what was the number one song? I'm going to go Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. Now then, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Check me out. I don't know. I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say like, David, you're never going to get this <laughs> in a million years and you fucking got it. That's awesome. That's one of those songs that like when my wife and I take our dog to the dog park, not anymore, but around mm-hmm. the time that the song came out. There was a 100% chance that we were going to hear that song at some point on the five-minute drive, either to or from the park. That song was Never heard everywhere. it until today. Really? I, I, I heard it for the first time today, yep. Oh, wow. I don't listen to, I don't listen to modern like music stations or anything like that on the radio. I listen to like oldies. Yeah. We do, like when we drive, we're always in my wife's car. My wife is a channel surfer, so she's constantly changing yeah. the channel. Uh, so when it lands on like hip hop or pop music, like there's a lot of that, a lot of little Nas X. Yeah. We listen to a lot of classic rock too though, but our classic rock station plays a lot of the same bands and I always kind of joke. I'm like, Hey, you want to hear ACDC or Led Zeppelin? And almost every time (laughs) one of those two bands will be being played. In fact, I made the joke today and it was was that channel. And, uh, today it was, uh, dirty deeds done dirt cheap by ACDC. There you go. Uh, Antlers was written by C. Henry Chison, Nick Antosca, and Scott Cooper, and directed by Scott Cooper. Scott Cooper's directed a few films, actually. Works a lot with, um, what's his name? Christian Bale. Oh, really? Okay. That's cool. Yeah, he's done a few films with him, and he's got an upcoming movie with Christian Bale. Christian Bale? I'll be in your film, Scott <laughs> I'll be in your film. <laughs> in it? <laughs> uh, with mu- music by Javier Navarrete who uh, is a, a frequent uh, collaborator with Guillermo del Toro. I may, that makes sense. I think Javier Navarrete was nominated for an Oscar for Pan's Labyrinth. He might have won. Oh, that's cool. But I believe he was nominated. Because, uh, yeah, del Toro yes, it does uh, make produced sense. this movie. Yep, this movie was produced by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Scott, or, I'm sorry, Scott. His name was David. I don't know where I got <laughs> Scott from. David S. Goyer and J. Miles Dale. The movie stars Carrie Russell as Julia Meadows, Jesse Plemons. Speaking of 
Oh yeah, Breaking the Bad universe. Yeah. Better Call Saul. Yeah, Jesse Plemons as Paul Meadows, uh, Julia's sister or brother. Excuse Did me. you know it's a fun movie with Jesse uh, Plemons? Did you ever see the movie Game Night? I was gonna say I have that in my Just the Facts, oh, man. Right, so I'll, if we'll you want to just put a pin in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy T. Thomas as Lucas Weaver, Graham Greene as Warren Stokes, Scott Hayes as Frank Weaver, Rory Cochran as Daniel Lacroix, and Amy Madigan as Principal Ellen Booth. Carrie Russell. Felicity herself. That's what everybody knows her for. I myself was a big uh, Mickey Mouse Club fan in mm. the early 90s. And Carrie Russell was on the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day with like, uh, she was older than them, uh, but like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears oh, okay. and Christina Aguilera. i never seen a single episode of uh, Felicity either. I just remember when the show came out. No, neither have I. I just remember seeing her face everywhere. Wasn't she also in one of the yeah. um, Mission Impossible movies? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I'm mixing her up with somebody else. I saw the first Mission Impossible movie in the theater and I remember I really liked it. And then I saw the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm-hmm. but I don't remember which one that is. I think that's the and third one. I, haven't seen, I think. I, I haven't don't know. Seen any of There's the a bunch ones. of them. But uh, Carrie Russell, uh, Jesse Plemons, as you mentioned, married to uh, Kirsten Dunst. What's her name? Kirsten Dunst, who was in Interview with the Vampire. David, it all comes full circle. Oh all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, Rory Cochran. One of my all-time favorite characters from one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, Roy Cochran played the character of Slater in Dazed and Confused. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then Amy Madigan, of course, was Kevin Costner's wife in Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah. Runtime of this movie, 99 minutes, budget of $16.7 million with a box office of... 20? 35.7 oh, nice. million dollars. It made it made some money. Just the facts, man. Lay it on. That's me. what you want. You want you want just the facts. <laughs> Antlers. No fiction. Filmed for <laughs> Antlers filmed for 41 days in total. Created more than 1,145 cast, crew, and extra jobs, and spent more than $11.4 million in British Columbia. Ah. Got to support the uh, <laughs> Canadian economy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was some article I found online. It wasn't even, that wasn't even from fucking IMDb. I, I, I went out and oh, researched. Oh, shit. Look at this. you. Looking going out in the field. Now back to. Now back to IMDb. Uh, this film is <laughs> this film is based on the story The Quiet Boy, which was written by Nick Antosca, one of the writers of this film, probably only because he wrote the short story. This movie was filmed at the same location and town as Rambo First Blood. Oh shit. That's cool. Yep. And then Jesse Plemons plays a sheriff in this. This is the third time he's played a sheriff. Yeah, he previously played a sheriff in American Made and then in the movie Game Night. The movie's hilarious. Which which is a very funny movie. Very uh, creative. Yeah, the movie cracks me movie. up. That was one of those movies too, like when it came out, I was like, oh, it's kind of dumb. And then I caught it on like mm-hmm. HBO or something one night and I was like, eh, there's nothing else. I don't watch this. And I laughed my ass off. That movie's funny. Very similar to that. Uh, I remember seeing previews all the time for the movie Horrible Bosses. Yeah, yeah. The movie's also really funny. Yeah, I was like, that movie looks stupid. And then I saw it, and I fucking love that movie. I even like the sequel. (laughs) 
So let's get down to that's all I got for facts, by the way. Let's do it. Okay, so this movie uh, opens up, and we get kind of like a um, I don't know. Is it a voiceover? Is there a voiceover? I don't, I don't think kind so. Kind of telling us this. It's, it's just words on the screen. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if they're actually yeah. I think speaking. there is. I didn't write it down. Um, but yeah, there, there is. <laughs> and it's stuff like uh, there's a spirit in the thing, and it's a very like. <laughs> there's a spirit in the thing. There's a spirit in the thing. <laughs> Yeah, something about like, uh, like you get it. Come on, mother. And it's like kind of like the old Mother Earth, like restoring balance or getting back at us for being a bunch of shitheads. Yeah, it's like listen, you didn't listen to Captain Planet. You're <laughs> fucked. The Planeteers tried to warn you, and you just Don't. kept polluting and being awful humans. So now a monster's gonna kill you. The movie is set in uh, Oregon. Yeah, it's very Pacific Northwest looking. And there's a lot of um, references to the indigenous cultures yeah. that uh, still live there. Uh, it was filmed in British Columbia. Uh, there's, you know, obviously indigenous people up there. Um, and uh, so it has that kind of setting. And that's kind of what it opens up with is like the, um, I don't uh, the stories from those cultures about you know, like David said, you destroy the earth, the earth is going to destroy you. Whether that takes the form of a spirit or a It's Wendigo. basically the old, uh, yeah, fuck around and find out thing. But in, uh, <laughs> yeah. said more eloquently. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've tweaked it over the years. <laughs> we've really just brought it down. To, as Americans, as Americans, we've really just, uh, we've simplified uh, and, it. and specifically European Americans, we've really just taken something from the indigenous people <laughs> and gone, yeah, we'll just make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so there's, it opens up with these guys and uh, well, actually it opens up with this kid and he hears a noise and he runs back and he gets into this pickup truck and he's like hiding in it. And then his dad comes out of this mine shaft. And yeah. The dad's and he's like, look, uh, he's got some like supplies with him and stuff. Like he's up to some shady business. It would seem. Yeah. We don't know exactly what it is, but the kid's like, why can't I go in there? And he's like, well, cause I'm working in there, but we're going to be done here soon. And then we'll go pick up your brother. Okay. And he's like, yep, cool. And his dad looks like a fucking tweaker. Yeah. And I think the dad even hands him like a little baggie. He's like, put this in the glove box. It's like, Oh, what's, what's that? Yeah, I didn't know what it was at first. And then when this next I mean, part it ultimately, yeah. Yeah. When the next part happens, I was like, Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. So the dad goes down into the mine shaft. We follow him as he leaves the kid out in the, on the cab of the truck and he goes down to the mine shaft and, uh, there's a meth lab down there. Kind of the perfect spot for a meth lab though. Right. Because there's already air filtration, like, yeah, yeah. And it's abandoned and closed. So no one's going to really go in there. Yeah. So they're doing another breaking bad reference, right? So they're making meth down there and, um, they should have got the fucking sheriff. He knows how to fucking do it, right? <laughs> Jesse Plemons, he was That's an right. asshole in that in Oh, that he show, was awful. Bad. Yeah. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Every time I see him, I still see that fucking character, and I'm like, you are the worst. I did until I saw Game Night, and then I was like, all right, now I just associate this guy with being funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. But they're down there, and they hear some noises, too, and they're like, what the hell is that? Like, is that an animal? Can I ask you a question? Sure. This guy goes down in his mine. I can't think. Uh, <laughs> this guy goes down into Granted. a mine. <laughs> and he doesn't use a flashlight. He uses a fucking flare. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, that seems wasteful. Very wasteful. And it's like... And fairly limited visibility with a flare too. Like a flashlight. Yeah, yeah you know, that's you true. Can, 
Have you ever have you ever set off a flare like like you see in the movies? Where no, they take I've off always the top wanted to. Like, yeah, when they're like showing it around. Um, I was ta- I was watching this movie with my wife, and every time he set off a flare, I kept going woo because I said that Ric Flair should come out with his own line of flares. <laughs> flares. It's called the Ric Flares, woo! and then every time you every time you it crack them open, they go woo. <laughs> yeah. be so not only can we find you. Not only can people find you on site, but they can also they can hear you um, auditory. Yeah. They're like, oh, I hear Ric Flair. Somebody so Ric Flair, if you want to go into business with me, we can sell Ric Flair flares. <laughs> Rick's flares. And then we can even sell, we can even sell buttons and stuff that people can put on their shit. And that's Ric Flair flare. Oh my goodness. Right. I like it. I got a whole line that's a million of stuff. Dollar idea. <laughs> Multi-millions. <laughs> yes. Don't shortchange me, David. That's a multi-million dollar <laughs> idea. Uh, but yeah, I, I did tell my wife, I said, I've never set off a flare before and I really want to. Oh, I want to, but not like, I don't want to have to. You know what I mean? Like I want to just be yeah, recreationally do it, just of do it. Not because I got in a it's car like wreck I and I shoot need a fl- to. Yeah, yeah, shoot a flare yeah. gun, but not because I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, And I don't want anybody to think I'm in distress. I want people to be like, hey, do you want to test this flare gun out? And I'd be like, Shit, yes, yeah, no one's going to come, right? I'm not going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Fire away. Uh, they hear a noise and they start looking around this mine shaft and they see all this shit hanging from the, uh, like the ceiling of the cave. Yeah. Like little bags or something. It's like, what the hell's going on here? It's like fucking Blair witch project. Yeah. It's creepy. And they're like, what? And then, you know, one guy's got a flashlight and the other guy's got the flare, like I said, and then the lights go out, the flashlight stops working, the flare goes out or whatever. And they get eaten i don't know what happens something happens they get attacked we see like glimpses of something attacking them and then it yeah then, and then, we, the, then the scene ends and it cuts to like a few weeks later well it cuts to the little boy and the little boy goes dad oh yeah what are you doing in there dad, dad? <laughs> then he walks in there like a fucking moron <laughs> fucking yeah that's right idiot. and then it cuts away and then it cuts away and we're like oh well he's fucked <laughs> we get introduced to uh julia yeah, it's our Carrie Russell is, character. Uh, Felicity, yeah. And she's like uh, a the school teacher. teacher. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's recently moved back. We'll find this out through the course of the movie, but long story short, her dad was abusive. And so the moment she could leave this fucking house, yeah, she, she got bolted. out. Yep. Her mom died when she was young, when she was like 12. Uh, we do find that out. And... Uh, her dad was abusive and I think, think he was sexually abusive. Yeah. That was the vibe. She got. has like, cause there were like a couple images of that flashbacks of him, like putting his hand on her shoulder and stuff. Yeah. It seemed creepy and gross. creepily, not even on her shoulder. Like he puts it like in her shirt. Yeah. 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 Mm. Fucking gross. No bueno. But he's also dead. So, we find that out later too. So I think that's also why well, she he's came died. Back. Yeah. She died recently. So she, he's, she, uh, he, he has died. died recently. So she's coming back to spend time with her brother. Her brother and her don't have a really good relationship because the brother's like, you left me. Yeah. And he was younger. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I left because I was getting fucking uh, abused. And he's like, well, this hell happens later, but he's all, this is Jesse Plemons. And he's all, but you don't know what happened to me. Yeah. He kind of implied that something was going on with him too. And now he, but I guarantee you it wasn't as bad. No. And now he's the sheriff of the town and he's taken over for the sheriff who recently retired. And uh, it's a small town, but she's the, she's the teacher there. And there's this boy, there's this 12 year old boy named Lucas. He is the 
the brother that they were going to pick up in that first year. Yeah, he's the older son of the meth guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's kind of an outcast. Yeah, he's very reserved. Kids kind of pick on him. He's just kind of the kind of the weird kid, I guess. Yeah, and he's also the poor kid. Yeah, you know, did you ever have those the, that kid in your in your school? Um, I remember there was this girl uh, in my elementary school. Listen, we were all poor, and she was the poorest of them. Like, so she was really fucking poor. Like, I I was poor. She was poorer than us. Um, but I remember the other girls used to pick on her all the time. Yeah. And I remember really not thinking, I, even in third grade, I was like, that's not right. And my teacher called them all out on it. One day she was the, the girl who they were picking on was sick. And my teacher called them all out on it and uh, they stopped. Aww, she had a conversation good. with the whole class. She's like, don't pick on that girl. Yeah, You're all poor. Alone. You're all fucking <laughs> we're <losers>. all poor. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And be nice to her. Cause maybe someday she'll be wealthy and uh, you'll be working for her. So be nice. Or just be a good person. Yeah. It's Cause just to, to be do. a good person. No, no, I have to have incentive. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I need incentive. Um, what do I get? Do I get candy? Yeah, what's the do name for me? Recess? <laughs> uh, but she, Lucas uh, is, uh, he's, like you said, kind of an outcast. Uh, the, we kind of follow him along, like after school, and we see him uh, killing a skunk. Well, we don't see him do it, but like he sees a skunk and he grabs a big rock. And then the next thing we see is him carrying a dead skunk. Uh, home so he's dude did i ever tell you shit did i ever tell you what happened did i ever mm -mm. tell you what happened uh you kill a skunk a couple like, with a rock no i didn't kill a skunk <laughs> one morning uh the bus comes and picks my daughter up out in front of our house and so my wife and i most mornings will both go out there with her drink our coffee and wait for the bus with her one morning we're standing there and my wife's got her back to the to the to our front yard mm -hmm. and my daughter and i are talking to her so we're both looking at the front yard and all of a sudden, a fucking skunk comes walking through our front yard and like walking towards us. <laughs> like, ah, get out of here. And my eyes got really big and my wife goes, what's going on behind me? And I go, there's a fucking skunk. And she's all, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to move, right? Yeah, you don't want to piss it because off. Because you don't want to get sprayed. Uh, but I think like she did. She slowly turned and I like stepped forward and the skunk was just like, oh, and he just, he bolted. <laughs> That's good. Fucking A. It was freaky. He's an ugly little fucker. <laughs> I saw a skunk out by my, my uh, mailbox once, and I was like, what the hell? This is Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> what are you, Why is there a skunk out here? You should be a lizard. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you should be a lizard or a scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> or a tarantula. Yeah. Anything but a skunk. Uh, yeah. I never, I never saw a skunk before alive. I just smelled a skunk mm. after it had been hit by a car. Yeah, that, oh so yeah, I was kind gross. of freaked out. Gross smell, but yeah, he's carrying a skunk, and I was like, "Are you, are you gonna fucking eat that?" Yeah, and what then is, he what is he killing this? <laughs> and then he goes to his house, and there's like a a room that's got a bunch of locks on it, and we hear some commotion behind the door, and it's like, "What's he got in there? Is he gonna? Is he, yeah. is he feeding some sort of beast?" Yeah, I kind of figured it out at this point, though. I'm kind of like, okay, well, either his dad or his brother or both of them are are, are behind up. that door. Or yep. the monster. Or the monster, but it's like, why would the monster be there? Yeah, well, and like they kind of, the filmmakers or whatever, they tell us pretty early on that it's not a monster because we see like an eye through like the peephole or whatever, and it's a human eye. So we're like, oh, it's it's dead or yeah, yeah or the, the brother or both. Well, we do see a flashback at some, at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is much later of the dead, yeah. 
Yeah. And he does survive the attack. And when he gets home, he tells the little boy, he's like, put these locks on this door because I'm sick with something. And no matter what I do, no matter what I say, which I did think it was cool because like, although this guy is like a fucking meth head and he's a drug dealer and creator and everything, he does care for his boys. Yeah. And we do find out that, that Lucas, the little boy, his, his mom died, uh, much like Carrie mm-hmm. Russell's mom died. So she, they have that in common. But the dad was like, I want you guys to be safe. So I'm going to lock myself in here. No matter what I say or what I do, don't let me out. I probably still would have gone to a hospital or to a doctor, but that's just me. <laughs> well, he didn't want to get busted. He didn't want to get busted. For I guess being a so. Tweaker, but, you know, yeah, the lock me behind a door technique. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> that works also. <laughs> Feed me roadkill, you know. <laughs> um, but then the little brother also shows, so shows signs of being sick. So... Uh, Lucas says, hey, you got to go in there with dad. Yep. And then they're both fucked up. Yeah, they look all gross. And they have like, um, from the corners of their eyes, almost like blood, like tears kind of yeah. shit. Yep. Yeah, it's blood gross. tears. Yep. So Lucas still takes care of himself and he still finds, like like you said, like roadkill and shit to, to feed his dad. But he's all like emaciated and dehydrated mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's like a skinny little fucker. And he's like, <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know how. Why? Why is he still going to school? Like he, oh God, truancy laws. I got to go to school still. And maybe he has a passion for learning. He doesn't though, because this kid's a fucking asshole in school. All he does is draw these psychopath photos. Yeah, he makes crazy little so, drawings of like death and blood and guts and shit, which Carrie Russell finds, and she's like, "Oh God, this kid's fucked up." Exactly, and she finds all this stuff, and she knows the signs of an abused child. And, uh, he's also getting picked on by this fucking redhead kid. Oh yeah. Like, bully uh, little fucker. What the hell was he doing? Like fucking a sock monkey. Like he's like, Oh, humping <laughs> a sock monkey. Yeah. I thought that Did was he fuck too. it and like, come in it or something? I think he was acting like he was. I was like, that's gross, dude. Yeah. And then he gave it to the kid and he <laughs>, laughs about it. Hey, I gave you a sock monkey that I humped. Who cares? You're a fucking idiot. So what does Lucas do? So he gets even pretty He takes good. a shit in the sock monkey. <laughs> puts it in the bully's backpack and he opens it oh. was like it wasn't one of the other bullies like why does your backpack smell like dog shit and he's like oh <laughs> why? that's not dog shit and the kid's like eh? what would you rather have it be dog shit or human shit probably dog i don't know the answer's the answer's neither david the answer's <laughs> neither. it wasn't an option you tricked me oh <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so Carrie Russell knows the signs of a, an abused child. She sees the drawings. She sees how this kid's like a fucking, like fucking emaciated and all that kind of shit. So she takes him down to the principal and, oh, he gets also beat up by the bully. And so he's got to go down to the nurse and the nurse uh, takes his shirt off. And like I said, this kid's all skin and bones. He's, yeah. And he's got bruises and stuff too. Like, yeah. So it looks like there's some sort of abuse going on. Yeah. So, uh, so Carrie Russell tells the principal and the principal's like, eh, when I get a chance, I'll, I'll talk to the dad. And it's like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. not how it works. Address this right away, please. Your wife's a teacher. My wife was a teacher. I know the law. The law is if you see something, you have to say something. Right. No matter what it is. It's not like, well, when we get around to it, we'll, we'll talk to the dad. The dad's the one doing the abusing. Like you don't talk to him. Yeah. You talk to the police. Yeah. You talk to Jesse Plummins. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Get him on the case. By the way, he's like the worst sheriff ever, too, because shit starts happening and he's like, mm, I don't know if I really want to pay attention to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he seems a little disengaged or he's like, well, the yeah. dad or whatever, he's had all sorts of drug issues. Like I've arrested him several times. 
nothing mm-hmm. ever sticks. And he's just kind of like, eh, what are you going to do? It's like, what are you going to do? You're the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> do, <laughs> <anything>. happens. <laughs> do something. <laughs> so Carrie Russell's kind of the one playing detective. That's true. She's a better detective than her brother is, a better police officer. But um, it's right around this time that the ex-sheriff, who is uh, um, an indigenous man himself, is going through the forest, like hunting or whatever, and he comes across uh, a half-eaten body. And it's uh, the other tweaker guy, right? Yeah, the the dad's partner. Yeah, it's the other guy. Part of him. Yeah, part of him. (laughs) This part. (laughs) Um, Because he's been eaten and uh, all that kind of shit. And uh, the little boy Lucas sees that the the ex sheriff has discovered this body, and he's like, oh, "I better get out of here." Uh-oh. And they do find the other half of him in the uh, mine shaft. So yeah. between the two pieces, they got a complete human. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, uh, "What happened? Natural causes? Yeah, died of natural causes. Died in his sleep. <laughs> Open shut case. That's what Jesse Plumbins is like. I'll sign off on that. Yeah." <laughs> The coroner's like, I think something ate him. And I think he's he like, had nope. mesothelioma. I've seen the commercials. I think it was one of that. Let me drink the water at Camp Lejeune. COPD. COPD. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he was at Camp Lejeune. Yeah, he could have um, been entitled to a significant compensation, but alas, he's, yeah, he's he perished. Was... Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> Poor guy. But uh, they... Um, they go on. And like I said, Carrie Russell's investigating shit. She goes over to the dad's house and she like knocks on the door and she hears some weird noises. So she's like, I'm, I'm out of this fucking place. The principal goes over there and she just lets herself in. She's like, uh, Frank, what you doing in here? Frank (laughs) dude. Okay. And she's like going through all the house. We see blood fucking smeared on the walls and shit. And she's like, Frank, (laughs) Frank, I'd be like, get the hell out of there. (laughs) Looks like there was some sort of massacre here. You gotta, you gotta leave. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she finds the room where Frank and Aiden are locked up and, uh, she unlocks it and she looks and then, uh, uh, Frank kills her. Yeah. Yeah. She goes up. He's uh, up in the attic. Well, not only yeah, does he kill he, like, her, her, he, yeah, he, he like slashes her throat and then I think he jumps on her, like, and doesn't he like bite her face off like, or bites her rips cheek. her face off? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he like starts transforming. Oh yeah, like antlers come out of his mouth. Yeah, it's like it's like the fucking uninvited. It's like when that cat comes out of the other <laughs> cat that too. The cat and the cat. It was like yeah. yeah. Like, what's he got in there in his mouth? He's got antler man comes out, and uh, uh, Lucas is walking home from school and he runs into the bully and the bully's like talking all this sorts of shit right and then all of a sudden antler man shows up he looks like a fucking orc or not an orc he looks like what are those tree ones called oh yeah yeah the yeah. trees yeah from lord of the they're rings called, yeah they're called trees <laughs> no they're called something i, I know, know what you're talking anyway. about yeah. ants ants yeah yeah ants i think so whatever anyway he looks like <laughs> one of those kind of he looks like groot and he's like oh He's walking along and uh, it comes out and it kills that fucking bully. And Kill Lucas it. just heads for Z Hills. Yep. Ellen is reported missing. Uh, they don't find her. Fucking Lucas like covers up for it. He like puts a tarp over her car. And when the police come to the they house, they don't they don't, they're just like, well, no signs of anything. But yeah, when Carrie look. Russell shows up, she looks under the tarp and she's like, oh, that's, that's Ellen's the car. car. Like <laughs> she's a better cop. <laughs> And something else I didn't understand was uh, they go to the house, but they knock on his door. Nobody answers. And they're like, well, we can't go in. Like, we'll have to get a warrant. And I was like, I'm not a cop, so I don't know. Like, but there isn't probable cause. Isn't that a thing? I think probable cause. Or is that, cause just, is, or is that is just something a, TV has taught me? No, probable cause is a real thing. But he's like, ah, friend. fuck it. We'll go in the morning. 
all my time in the law enforcement <laughs> field probable cause. Sure probable cause <laughs> Kick the door and down. if not it definitely is a movie thing and this was a movie so they should have used that <laughs> and he should have kicked it down and also but, movies have taught me the doors kick down very easily usually one kick it's all you need yep yep it's the truth yep they do end up going in there and they find uh frank's body what's left of it because it's been split open by it's, the fucking yeah, cat monster. it's like a shell <laughs> the cat monster yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah almost like a cocoon or something yep it's like the 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 monster had been like hatching inside of him and even at one point we do see like his chest is like glowing mm-hmm. that's right like this this glowing yeah, like a glowing uh, heart whatever and there's like there's like embers like floating yeah. around you know yeah, it's from weird. a fire which led me to this this is the tangential thinking of brett anderson uh, when I wa- was watching this movie, I saw these embers and it reminded me of the poem from it. Your hair is winter fire, January embers. My heart burns there too. Do you remember that in the movie? No, it? but it's beautiful. So Ben, the fat kid. Yeah. He writes that poem for Bev, uh-huh. the, the redhead. <laughs> he says, uh, your hair is winter fire, January embers. My heart burns there too. And so I said that while I'm watching this, cause the embers are burning off. Mm-hmm. And I said it kind of as a throwaway joke to my wife, you know, MST three K style. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, my heart burns there too, because it was funny because it's his heart that's burning and the embers yeah. are coming off. And I thought that was kind of, you know, funny. She did not, but <laughs> she did not see the <laughs> so, humor. No. Uh, so then I, it's very, it's on a, it's on a very high level. You know, I'm very, very classy. <laughs> it's a, it's a thinker. Humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I started thinking and I'm like, what the fuck does that poem mean? What the fuck are you talking about? 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 David, I'm going to put this to you. Your hair is winter fire. January embers. My heart burns there too. What does that fucking poem mean? Well, she's a redhead. So, okay. The best I could come up with is that he wants to fuck her and she's got a fire crotch. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Just a uh, very eloquent. Which I don't put. understand. I don't understand that saying like fire crotch. You remember like people oh, yeah, used to yeah. say that as an insult. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I understand it, but I, I, I don't understand why it's an insult because like, I mean, it's like, yeah, I got a fire crotch. Yeah, I got I mean, unless pubes. you got gonorrhea, what then you got a real fire crotch, right? <laughs> but like, I mean, if you're like your pussy's hot, it's like, Hey, I got a hot pussy. Everybody wants this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you under if you understand what that poem means, if you can do a breakdown of that, Contact I would love us. to hear from you. You can write us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com or some shit like that. <laughs> Contact us at Gmail. I don't know. Contact, Contact us at, at swearwolves.com. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. You're the one who does all that shit. <laughs> anyway, I need to know what that poem means. I've I've looked it up online and it's just basically saying that yeah, she has red hair and, and he wants to bang her. her. Yeah. She's got a fire crotch. I think that's what I read. <laughs> that's what it is. It's about pubic hair. Thesis. I think. <laughs> it's about pubes. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, January Embers, he's fucking rolling around uh, now. And the kids and the other kid, the little kid's missing. The bully. And uh, Felicity takes oh, the other boy. He goes to the to hospital. hospital. That's right. Yeah. And the doctor comes out and he's like, this kid is about ready to die. 
<laughs> yeah, he's he severely no malnourished. Do you guys want to be his parents? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yes, we do want to be his parents. And, and Jesse, Jesse Plemons, Plemons is like, like what? We're, we're brother and sister. We can't do that. But they take him in, I guess. Yeah. And the kid's like, whatever. And uh, they get home later that night. And Jesse Plemons is like, all right. Tells uh, Slater from Days and Confused. He's like, watch my sister. Because he's like the deputy. He's like, you watch my sister in my house. I got to go talk to the mayor. Yeah. Oh, and something else, too, is uh, Carrie Russell. What is her name? Julia? She tells yeah, the kids like, hey, do you know like what happened to your dad? Because they found his body, mm-hmm. like the shell of him in the house. So she's like, yep. your dad's dead. And he's like, no, he's not dead. Because he knows like the dad's transformed or whatever. And she's like, no, yeah. he's dead. And I thought this was really sad. He's like, I just have to feed him and he'll love me. Like the kid just wants like his father's love. It's very sad. Yeah, it is sad. But he also does mention the thing, like you mentioned, it was like a cocoon, this this husk, this shell that the dad was like incubating in, and like then he just burst out of this cocoon, and now he's this monster antler, fucking ent looking thing. <laughs> and the kid's like, yeah, he's just evolved basically. He and he's like, he'll come that, for me, and he'll effect. take me to be with my brother in the in the mine shaft. Yep. And she's like, yeah. I'm gonna take this kid back. <laughs> this kid's fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, can I, can, I, can I get a refund? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's right about that time that uh, Rory Cochran's character, the deputy, he hears uh, a noise out in the barn and he goes out there and that's where the little boy is. The the l- younger brother. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey there, little guy. What's going on? And then he gets stabbed with the antlers. <laughs> he gets behind. gored. He yeah. dies. That was yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, he was on the he was on the walkie talkie to Jesse Plemons, who's like, "I gotta get the fuck home." And so yes, he comes he out of the mayor's office, and uh, Felicity starts hearing noises, and her and the boy are like going around. The boy's like, "I gotta go see my brother." Then he takes off. He takes off. Uh, Sheriff comes home, and he's looking out in the shed or whatever. He gets stabbed. Also, he finds by the kid. It's almost an identical scene. Like he finds the kid, and he's like, "Oh, are you okay?" And then, yeah, he, his stab is pretty cool though, because the horns come like right through the wall of the the yeah, shed. The shed is kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, he gets all fucked. And then, up. Uh, yeah, the little brother, he's kind of got a glowing chest going on. Yeah, he no looks so good. No, he's gonna transform at some point. They end up down in the mine shaft. Yeah, because he's not dead. So uh, Julia gets him and she's like, hey, we got to get you to a hospital, but we got to, I have to go to the mine shaft, but I'm, I'm taking you with me. Yeah, because that's where the little boy is. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. Like while she's driving, I think she radios in like, I need an ambulance to like meet me at the mine shaft so that he can go to the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she goes to the mine shaft and that's where Lucas is and uh, his little brother's there. And then the monster comes out. Dude, the monster is like wearing the dad's face, like on its face. Yeah, kind of like um, kind of like uh, in um, remember like House of a Thousand uh, Corpses. Yeah, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, the sequel. Um, yeah, yeah, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. When they put the face on the one girl and she goes out running oh, into traffic. Yeah, <laughs> gets hit by a car. Me of. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um. And goes down to the mine and yeah, the dad's wearing the, the face or the, the monster's wearing the dad's face and he's and eating then, a bear. Uh, he's eating a bear. <laughs> <laughs> a little snack. Uh, yeah. Uh, they fight 
And uh, we did find out, or we kind of skipped over this, and I said it at the beginning of the episode, but the Wendigo, it's the story of the Wendigo, right? right? right. Which is the Native American uh, indigenous persons, uh, their their culture has this story of this basically shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what we said, right? It's the spirit Yeah, and the former the sheriff, there's a scene where he tells them about it and how to defeat it. So uh, this Wendigo antler creature and Julia, they fight. And she ends up killing it. Yeah. And with the help of the boy, uh, the, yeah. the, the boy yes. at one point like jumps up and stabs it. So he knows he's got to kill his a, dad. Puts a fucking, f- puts a Ric Flair flare in the Wendigo's ass. <laughs> Woo! Sucks it up there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, the, the spirit uh, goes into the other little boy, Aiden, the seven-year-old. And, yeah, because uh, they say that the Wendigo, yeah, its spirit can be transferred. So yeah, then it moves into the the younger kid. So Felicity's like, "Look, we got to kill your little brother." And yeah, this was she's fucked like, up. I'll do it. Yeah, and at first she's like, "No, no, no," and she's like, "You know what's going to happen to him? Like, we can't allow it." And she says, she says to the little boy, she goes, "You can't, you can't. Do you have what's in you?" She says something like, "Do you have it in you to kill someone you love?" Yeah. And the little boy's like, oh, I guess you're right, you know. And so she kills the yeah. The he, she's brother. like, look away. I'm, I'll I'll take care of this. Yep. Then it flash forwards to like I don't know. I guess a few weeks later. Yeah. Some time has passed. A day later. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. not a lot it's of not time. far because like they still have like bruises and shit on their face. So it's yeah. yeah probably a matter of weeks or days. Hours. <laughs> yeah. It's just five <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> uh, they're on the beach. And uh, Lucas is out there hunting for skunks. And uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I actually really liked them. Delicious. Um, and uh, F- Felicity and Jesse Plemons are fucking talking to each other. And uh, uh, they're like, uh, will things ever be the same? I guess so. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, they're like, come on, Lucas. We're going to go get an ice cream or whatever. And uh, they head for the car. And Jesse Plemons stays back and he starts coughing. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just not feeling well. And then he gets like that fucking goop coming out of his eyes. Yep. That's it. As soon as, soon as he started Credits. coughing, were you like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> he's he's like, screwed. Yeah. yeah, of course I was. I was like, well. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But I was happy. You yeah, know why? Because the, the movie, movie was over. Was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, this movie was slow. It was very slow. It was boring. Eh. It took forever. There, it, it has a lot. It had a lot of potential because there was the story of the Wendigo and the story of uh, you know this this fucking antler like creature coming around and killing people. And, and you got good actors. People. You got Jesse. You got great actors. You yeah. got a great producer. Great actors. A stout director. Uh, directed a lot of, uh, of. Has directed a lot of stuff. It's just the script was boring okay i was so bored my biggest problem with it getting back to the script this movie was humorless i mean there's not i mean not that i need humor in every movie but there was no levity sometimes you need that just to get a a breath of air and there was just one character at least one character to provide some like i don't know some sort of relief. relief but beyond that like if, if we're going to go character development, there was very little character development. 
I really didn't care about Felicity. I didn't care about her brother. I didn't care about the kid, the little boy, the malnourished little fucker. I didn't care about <laughs> any of them. I cared about wanting to see death and destruction. And I very, barely got any of that because everything fucking happened off screen for yeah, the most or, part. Or until in the, the dark. End, yeah. Yeah. Until the end when the fucking antler monster is wearing the dad's face. And I was like, wow, that looks fucking cool. And the antler monster looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We, I wish we had seen more of it. Yeah. I want to see the, I want to see death. I want to see carnage. I want to see, I want, I'm watching a horror movie. I also want to be scared at some yeah. point. I want there to be like some tense moments where like, cause even when the, when the principal finds the, uh, the dad and she gets killed, it's like, there's not really that tense moments. Like she just walks in and she's like, huh, what's going on? And then like, he comes out and he stabs her. I, I knew that was going to happen. And it was before he, uh, he had transformed too. So it's not like a cool, it's not even a monster kill. He just kind of gallops on all fours yep. and runs up and yeah. kills her. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked more of like the scene with Jesse Plemons where the antlers burst through the, the wall and stuff like that was cool. I wish we had gotten more yeah. of that. Yeah, and when this movie came out, I mentioned earlier, like, I really wanted to see it. And when I heard who was involved, uh, I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. But the movie was completely Mm -hmm. different than what I was, what I had expected. And now I get why I haven't heard a whole lot about this movie, because it's just kind of meh. Meh, to say the least. Um, I'm giving it one Pamela Voorhees head. And that's primarily because I thought the story, I thought the concept of the story was cool. And I thought the monster looked kind of cool. Yeah. The rest of it is shit. Yeah, I'm not too far off from you. So I'm a two on this one because there were things that I liked. I, mean, I liked the monster. I thought the acting was fine. I just found it to be kind of uninteresting. Um, Dull. It's We've talked about other movies that are like this it, that has the problem where it's not good enough to be a good movie, but it's not bad enough to be a fun movie to watch. It just kind of exists in this weird spot where it's just like, this movie's just okay. Yeah, this movie is like, it's like a movie that, you don't need to watch ever because there's no enjoyment you're going to get out of it. (laughs) You're not going to be like, Oh my God, that was fucking awesome. And you're not going to be like, Holy shit. You got to see this movie because of how awful it is. Yeah. When it's over, you just go, okay, yeah, that's a movie. You're like, that was a movie. That was a waste of 90, how many minutes? minutes. 99 minutes. But a scare ain't one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was antlers. Tis the season, I guess, right? Merry Christmas, everyone. I don't know. Maybe you have different thoughts on antlers. Maybe you have a a very well-rounded understanding of the poem that Ben Haskell gave (laughs) to Beverly Marsh. Maybe. Uh, Oh, real quick. Also, did you think that this movie was going to be about a killer reindeer? Because I did. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a deer. (laughs) Which also would have been like awesome. fucking prancer on acid, <laughs> or like a killer Rudolph with a burning red nose. Has there ever been a killer reindeer movie? I don't, I don't think there, there has. Be. There should be. There should be like okay, so you know Dasher Dancer, Rick Flair should be in it. <laughs> Woo! Um, this is how it should open up. All right, this is the, okay. Before we get to the you telling them how to contact us, okay. <laughs> this is this is your killer reindeer movie. All right. It opens up with uh, this guy telling a story, kind of like the fog opens up, right? Where there's like a fire and they're all sitting around mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't remember the, story. the fog. It opens up with, you know, Dasher and Dancer, and Prancer, Prancer and, and Vixen. Vixen, yeah, Comet, 
Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, you know even Rudolph, right? So he changes but it up because you, you thought. Recall? <laughs> But he changes it up there because you're like, oh, he's going to tell the story of Rudolph. He's like, no, but you know Rudolph also. You know all nine of those motherfuckers. But did you know there was a tenth one? Fucking Randolph. And this one went fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> he's a crazy killed a bunch of fuckers on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, he killed all the naughty children. Yeah, he gored them. Yep. With his fucking with his, antlers. With his fucking horns. He pissed on them too. Uh, you remember that movie Antlers? And they're like, no. And he's like, look, you didn't miss anything. That movie got one and a half. Pamela Voorhees heads from the swearwolves. Yeah, no but one this gives movie a shit. That I'm about ready to tell you about Randolph, the fucking psychotic reindeer. Yeah, this is the fucking fiver. <laughs> Five heads, dude. That would be pretty cool to like do it off like the fucking uh, uh, what was it, Rankin and Bass? Uh, yes, they have like all those characters. Like Yukon Cornelius is like one of the heroes. He's all nothing. Gold and silver, silver and gold. Have a fucking bumble and gold. Burble, Burl Ives come. Burl Ives, his fucking corpse <laughs> he's comes the, he's out. The, he's the snowman, <laughs> but he's like a zombie snowman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what else? You know, Rudolph had that girlfriend. No, oh, Clarice. Well, she thinks I'm cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking Randolph. He kills her. <laughs> Fucking Hermes gonna help fucking, him out. Yeah, Hermes' his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, and the fucking uh, what's what's the what's the big fucking monster Bumblebutt? The Bumble. Bumble. Yeah, the Bumble. I don't think it was called Bumblebutt, but <laughs> it was the, the fucking Bumble, Bumble. the abominable uh, snow monster. Yeah, the fucking Bumble doesn't have any teeth left, so he can't help out because Hermes fucking pulled out all those teeth. But then Hermes, the the climax is Her- Hermes and the Bumble come out, and the Bumble smiles, and he's got these big old metal fucking fangs that because Yukon uh, Cornelius found a bunch of yeah, Yukon Cornelius found a bunch of silver, and Hermes fucking fashioned that shit into some fucking teeth. fangs. <laughs> there yep. you go, it's, it's go time. And the fucking Bumble starts ripping apart Randolph. <laughs> The end. End of movie. Five fa- family of Get on heads. it, Rankin. Get on it, Bass. <laughs> yeah, you bastards. I think those guys are dead. One of them just died. One of them's dead. Yeah, one of, at yeah, least one, one of them, them just died. One of them just died recently. Well, their kids need to do something. They have kids. <laughs> they have nephews. They have cousins. Somebody. They have us. Exactly. We came up with the fucking story. What we'll else did the they torch. want from us? Yeah, and I want to do it in stop motion. <laughs> yep. Old school stop motion. None of this 24 frames per second. Yeah, I want to like look eight shitty. frames per second. <laughs> yeah. I want to be real choppy. Like when I used to make uh, my VHS movies as a kid. <laughs> my stop motion yes. shit. If you would rather see Randolph the Psychotic Reindeer stop motion from Brett and David Productions <laughs> than anything else in the world, you need to contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, uh, hive now we've joined that one uh, uh yeah hive yeah i haven't posted anything thing. hopefully by the time this comes out yeah. i will have done something with it but yeah we're on that now too uh just search <laughs> the swear wolves on those platforms on instagram search the swear wolves podcast uh we have the swear wolves youtube channel uh, you can go to our website theswearwolves.com you can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851 so for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And my dick burns there too. Woo!
Welcome to the Swearwolves. I'm welcome to the Swearwolf. You're a fucking idiot. What? What's wrong with that? Welcome back to the Swearwolves. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs>